Yo, yo, what's good? It is Thursday. Yo, my favorite day of the motherfucking week. You are tuned in to a brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. This is recorded in high definition sound produced by none other than the podcast producers of the year, the Dust Brothers. That is Miles Davis. That's his real fucking name and Jordan Winter. Guys, my name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Also known as the Korean John Cusack, the Korean Liam Neeson, the Watch Lord, the Forrest Gump of hip hop, the Korean Earl Woods. You already know the deal. Someone the other day said I'm the Korean fucking Donald Trump, and that fucked me up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Um, guys, how you doing? Thursday. I am a little sick still. I felt great on Tuesday. I felt pretty cool uh, yesterday. I felt actually pretty good on Tuesday. I don't know what the fuck happened. So yesterday I got tested because I was like, yo, this is bullshit. I can't fuck up my big drop this weekend. Well, it's a private drop. Get into that a little bit later. But yeah, just, you know, I'm a little bit out of it. But um, nothing on the, on the agenda that's pressing. But there is something I need to talk about and that's mental toughness and mental health. I want to use a different term. I hate... You know, we get stuck into these words like, you know, narrative and uh, first responders and all these things. It's just because I want to get away from the fucking pandemic, even though we can't, right? Because there's a lot going on that is not on the news. I mean, I don't watch the news like that, but I do know that my timeline is not showing certain things. And one thing is, it is 100% ground zero worse than February, March, April, May of 2020 in China, in Shanghai, if you're a fucking millionaire and you live in a house, you're, you are fucking quarantined. You are not allowed to leave. There is lack of food. Even if you are rich, if you are living check to check um, and you're just you know a, a hard worker in China, then you are fucked right now and you're probably starving. Uh, buildings, nice or regular, are being boarded up. There's gates being built. There have been fires and firemen can't get to. It's just a fucking shit show because Omicron has taken over there again. And the thing is, the cases are, I mean, from what they're telling us, they're not, you know, even at the U.S. levels, but they just are just going about it the wrong way. And from how I spoke about this, if we were to listen to fucking all the podcasts I recorded in February, March 2020 to where I am now, it's not that I don't respect or want to protect people. It's at this point, believe it or not, it has done so much fucking damage to our economy, to our mental health, to people in general that no, And it's not about the right or the left or any of that other bullshit. It's not about fucking HIPAA and all that other stupid ass shit. It's like, I love these fucking QAnon fucking people. And you got these Q people who are like, yo man, it's against my HIPAA rights. How's it against your HIPAA rights when you don't believe in the virus to begin with? You know, but a lot has been going on. And I had a long discussion with Homicide. Uh, for those of you who don't know, DJ Homicide is uh, one of my closest friends, one of my oldest friends. He was the black guy from Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray was a major pop band. At one point was a hardcore punk rock band and started making hits and they just became, you know, they were a household name for a while. Uh, if you are under the age 40, you wouldn't know who the fuck they really are like that. But I guarantee if you frequent the airport or fucking... TGI Fridays or Cheesecake Factory or almost anywhere. I was in fucking Jollibee last week and they're playing 
Sugar Ray songs. And I went twice and they're playing different Sugar Ray songs the two times I was there. Anyways, Homicide has been going through it. He got a real bad case of PTSD. His pops passed away about 18 years ago. I'll never forget that day, getting that message. Uh, you know, that was like my pops, right? And then short after, within the same time frame, his mom had a stroke and she ne never the same ever again. So his entire life and even the trajectory of his life, because he was going, starting to DJ, starting to turn up and take his life to a different level. He was going to do different things, start companies. He was trying to produce TV shows and stuff. And he went from doing, you know, touring and stuff to stopping and just being a full-time, you know, caregiver. He was taking care of his mom. And his mom passed away during the pandemic right a little before that. And uh, he was all right. He, you know, he went to go DJ. I forgot what club it was. He might've been a Hakkasan or something. Came home and she had passed. And um, homicide is just, he just deals with things differently, right? And he's just, uh, we see eye to eye on so many things. And at the same time, I, you know, there's other issues, but we grew up in the same era. And I love that dude. It's like, that's my man. And um, I don't think he realized it took months and months after for it to hit him that, you know, um, he went into, you know, uh, not a state of shock, but he started getting really bad anxiety, started, started getting PTSD, started getting things that were, and his mental was attacking his body. So he was no longer able to walk. I bought Homicide a wheelchair. You know, things started getting different and uh, the pandemic hit and it just got worse and worse. And he's starting to finally get around, rides his real expensive vintage BMX bikes. He's one of the craziest BMX vintage collectors from Hutch to, you know, um, Diamondback. And I'm talking about real OG shit, not that shit you see in the bike shops now. So we had a long talk about stuff and it was something that my wife had mentioned to me and I'm going through a lot of things going on right now that I can't discuss and it's that I can't share with you guys even though I'd kind of like to, to show transparency, but there's other people involved that would make it unfair for them. So, you know, um, I was stuck in traffic and we had a, um, we had like a 45 minute you know talk, catch up, see what's up. And, um, you know, with our generation, the way we got our ass beat, and if you guys remember the episode where I disclosed how hard my dad went, you know, with whooping my ass, I think even up to 10 years prior to me, and even even more than that, you know, and maybe to five to 10 years max above, uh, younger than me, we were just forced to accept shit. You know, it was very normal to get your ass beat, Okay. To the point where I thought it was okay. You know, I feel like kids should get spanked. They should be disciplined. They should get, you know what I'm saying, punished and stuff, right? At what level is it okay though? Because striking a child, I mean, other than hitting him on the butt, you know, whatever, after like, you know, the age four is considered child abuse. What happened to me is a felony. It's not even child abuse. It's part of the Korean culture. I understand that, but I'm talking about, you know, not that I want to get into it again, but you know, like I have done some really, really horrible things in my life. And I mean, violent crimes, fights that I've had with people, people I didn't really know very well, things I'm not proud of, participation in gang activity and things like that. 
And to sum it up again, never to the enemies, to the worst situations I've been in, in a physical altercation, have I ever been beaten the way that, you know, um, my dad's done me, or I've done that to somebody else. I've been jumped before and it was nothing like what was, so it's crazy, right? You know, you're, you're more scared of going home than anything. Um, homicide definitely got his ass beat. That was normal in a black household for him, you know, from the discussions we've had. And so, you know, I don't have a choice. You know, the other choices, I'll go, well, you know, fuck it, I'm gonna take my own life. And, you know, that's just not it. It's uh, something in the Korean culture that you see often, you'll see suicide, you'll see like, you know, it's, it's common like celebrities, you see celebrities who have like six different cousins and brothers and sisters and, you know, they'll go out and take loans, have gambling problems, and then they'll run up a bunch of debt and then it'll be on you to pay the debt off. So you see like Korean people talking about, oh, fuck, this can't deal with this shit, it's too much pressure, they'll commit suicide. Like, look, I'm not going to kill nobody except someone else. That's the last motherfucking place I'm taking is my life, okay? Trust me, I've thought about it, right? It's gone that dark before in my life, but no. There are three children in this world along with other grown people that, that are expecting me to, you know, to make it right for them, right? But really, it's London Ryder and Kaya that keep me going because uh, I got no other choice. So I do got to deal with it. So if there's a professional that could, you know, help me adjust with it, that's cool. And you know what? I talk about BetterHelp. You know, they're one of the sponsors of this show. Um, there's other things. I'm not really a big advocate for speaking to a shrink, psychiatrist, psychologist, but having a good conversation with certain people who've been through certain things has done more better therapy for me than it has been talking to a professional. That 50 minute hour sometimes, I feel like I get two minutes to five minutes of positive uh, feedback from there. And then we start back at zero again and I'm trying to get to like seven or eight, hopefully one day get into nine and 10 and, and we never get past three. And that right there causes even more stress and becomes more frustrating than it causes anger amongst, you know, that's just me. You know, everyone is different. So I really want to emphasize to anyone listening to this show that just because I've turned tragedy into triumph doesn't mean you can't. Now, just because I've made millions of dollars does mean you can. Does that make any sense? Do you understand that? I heard a comment yesterday from a pro NBA, uh, a WNBA player, and she said, good offense will always beat good defense. And you always hear the opposite. You always hear defense wins games. And I always didn't believe, I never believed in that. It will help you win a game. But if you have a dominant offense, you know, it's just, it's the truth. And me having this tough love in my life and me thinking like, damn, now my dad had to love me. And, you know, in, in, a, in a crazy way, I think, you know, I'm pretty sure he did. But that ain't love. Not unless, you know, we're talking about the school of Ike Turner. And um, sometimes when I make references, I do realize that my audience could be in their late teens, their early 20s. So some of these references, they're either too savvy or too old, right? But, you know, I'm hoping that some people will Google things, whatever, like, who the fuck is Ike Turner? You know, and um, I just thought about 
the fact that we're forced to suck it up and take it and be like, yo, I, I ain't got no choice. You keep going. One day, I'm going to end up in the hospital somewhere or laying down and I get dizzy. I get dizzy often, actually. And, um, you know, not just from the virtual reality, just that vertical feeling happens. And I feel like I'm spinning while I'm just driving and sitting because there's so much going on. So today's generation, they just don't have it. They're not built as tough. I admire someone who is, and I think that you can exercise your brain, exercise your mentals to where you can endure certain things. You can learn how to cope with them. And I, I can't tell you guys how much I cannot stand hearing about the mentality behind suicide and everything else. People are like, they didn't know what else to do or whatever. You know, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now, losing doesn't make sense to me, right? But this is like 700 million trillion billion times past losing. You've just not even given up. You, my back has been against the wall so many fucking times. There's no way to get out of it. It's like that movie, be like, okay, what's he gonna do now? Then, you know, he's, he's trapped. Nah, I figured it out, you know, and I keep fighting because no matter what, no matter how many people don't like me, no matter how many people want to shade, talk shit, want to hate and, you know, have negative energy towards me, I like me. And I know it's better here than anywhere else. Some people say, how do you know that? Because I'm fucking telling you right now. All right. Just like you shouldn't walk against fucking oncoming traffic. Right? Any person with common sense would know that. Just like you shouldn't walk off a boat, you know, jump off a bridge, whatever the fuck it may be. It, it's that simple. Tell you guys, this is not your practice life. You need to take that in every single aspect of the definition of that term. That statement is powerful. And I'm telling you guys, like two plus two equals four. It is better here than it is any kind of afterlife thing you got going on. Now, let that shit happen naturally. Okay? There's a freak accident. Cool. But to take it yourself, man, it's just selfish. Man, you know, and I know some people, they were suffering. There is always a way out. I want to promise you guys that. I just... I've never been so sure in my life about anything except that statement. So, you know, had a good talk with homicide. With all that being said and what's been going on in the last few weeks in my life, even though I've been on a cruise and anything else, when I do get that little time to figure out what's going on, when I can't because I got a fucking vape event this week, come on, vape drop next week, and I have other shit, I'm just like, look, I got to stop. And I've been saying that, right? So like, uh, I know I've been talking about VCon, but VCon just going to have to see me next year. I got too much going on. I got my son's birthday too. And I need to work on some things here before I go and keep, you know, um, sweeping shit under the rug. Man, it's not being disintegrated. It's not being burned. It's like literally just dust collecting and it's hard for me to breathe under that rug right now. So, you know, I'm just, 
I need to clear that out. So I just wanted you guys to know, man, you know, I go through it. And just because I can deal with it doesn't mean you can. But I'm telling you that you can, <laughs> you know, and I want you to. And um, I think it's a little different for parents. You know, when, you, when you're taking care of another life that really can't do it, like I'm so intrigued on what Kaya does on a daily basis. I'm talking to Ryder and I'm like, hey, what'd you do at school today? You know, he's like, oh, we saw a dead rat. You know, a cat killed it and whatever, boom. We saw his intestines and his guts and boom. Oh, you know, London's um was arguing with somebody. And, you know, oh, well, you know, these guys over here are talking about me and, and, and then I learned about this today. And then, you know, he's got his first communion coming up and it's just like, they got a charity. And I'm just like, I'm so interested in what goes on in my kids' lives on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm like obsessed with it because I want to live everything they're doing. I literally live through them. Speaking of which, they got all kinds of charity shit going on in school and everything. And I'm just like, yo, every single month. And this is the year of everything. Like this year, and we're not even May yet, I've given more money this year than I have in like the last 10 combined. And with charities, yes, there's write-offs. There's things that you get breaks on stuff. I live my life in a different way right now, right? I operate differently um, as a brand. And personally, what I'm putting out, because I haven't taken the same income as I have, you know, in the last few years, and I'm not asking anybody for any, you know, any like, you know, sympathy, you know, I do fine. It's just this year, goddamn. If I have never seen so many hands out, it is the absolute worst I have ever had it. But a lot of people need help. So, you know, I figure out where it needs to go first. And then from there, you know, it trickles down to certain things. And after that, it's like, look, and pretty soon, I think there's going to be a shutoff. There's going to be no emergency help stuff for anybody except for me and my direct family. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, a lot of shit going on, on Twitter right now um, besides Elon Musk buying it. And before we even get into that, I got to discuss something that's just talk to my boy Kev and um, where did Kev transfer from? College of San Mateo. He's a little older than me. And when I transferred over to SF State, he was already there. He was playing, he got recruited by SF State basketball and um, he was playing on the team maybe a month or two earlier than me because I transferred over from football and I walked on the basketball team. And I've known this man for now 30 fucking years of my life, right? Is that 30? Yeah, 30 years of my life now. We are on the 30-year anniversary, just like RBL Posse. Never forget the day. I mean, he's a real San Francisco native. He is from Hunter's Point. It's wild as fuck. So this man commented on my page and then replied to himself. And I have the most obsessed, goofy, dumb, stupid, ignorant, idiotic, absolute moronic, dipshit, cornball, clown motherfuckers who are the most, they, I'm, bro, they gotta be Q or on some conspiracy shit or whatever. And they make it even worse to top it all off, they're Niners fans. And it's crazy because Miles listens to every episode, right? You know, he's a big Niners fan. 
do you don't think that me and Miles talk on a regular basis and Miles right now is like, oh God, those guys are the worst, man, you know? And it's different, you know, because he's a Niners fan. He was born and raised a Niners fan. He's older than me by two years. So it's like, you know, I know how he feels. And, the, you know, the way he talks and shit, he's, he really talks like a real Frisco dude, you know what I'm saying? From, he's from Sucker Free. He loves to troll anybody that fucks with me on, and I got like four or five guys like this that I grew up with. Some of my roommates, my boy Todd, a couple other people, they go in the comments and argue with people. This one dude, P. Zizzle, used to do it all the time. And I'm like, bro, why? And I think because he feels obligated in a certain way because he's known me for such a long time, right? And he goes against people and stuff. And I'm never going to ever fucking say anything good about fucking Niners. Why? Fuck them, you know? But it's crazy that they think that I got a burner account and that account is a burner account. And I just can't explain like how funny this shit is because even though I do think I'm a little crazy, I'm a sane person and I don't have, I'm not Sybil with multiple personalities, you know? Um, the only burner account I did have was a uh, cat dick and, you know, C-A-T-D-I-C-C and I can't find the password. I don't know what fucking email I signed up with it. And um, I have a private account and that's it. I don't run my business accounts. I don't run. If that was the case, don't you think I would have IF and Co or just whatever, you know, verified accounts, Ben Baller Pod. Don't you think I would have had those accounts? And, and the funny thing is Jordan, you know, and other people who run Ben Baller Pod, they go on there and, and they'll go toe to toe with people. And I love it. Jordan sometimes, he doesn't even know sometimes he's say crazy shit to homicide. And he's like, what the fuck? And like, they'll reply back and like people think because when it's on Niner related pages, there's like what, five fucking pages? That motherfucker probably follows like three out of the five, not five out of the five. I don't even think Miles follows all the main Niners pages, but like he'll just sit there because I think he knows where I came from and whatever else. So like dudes have like these things, they have no other better time. But the thing is at the end of the day, no matter what anyone says, I live my life and it's real. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at something that's just not exactly attainable. What I'm looking at right now as I'm speaking to you guys, and when we get video, you'll see. And that's like years and years of work and everything else. And it's like, that's a reality that puts me at ease sometimes. doesn't really matter so much, right? I don't really give a fuck the net worth shit and anything, but I don't have a burner account. And um, I, I don't need to, right? I think people realize like, I don't buy fake followers. I don't have none of that shit. We've done IG audits. We've done Twitter audits, right? And it's like 85% real. There are bots on the site. There's, there's nothing I can do about that. My engagement is high as shit. You know, I don't force engagement. If I did, if I was like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Or what do you, how many fucking diamonds do you think are in this watch? Oh, well, how many people do you think this? And what, the, I, don't, I don't do shit like that. Okay. Anyways, pivot. That's done. Elon Musk bought Twitter. I knew he would. Um, I knew it happened. People were talking shit. Some people were doubting it. Whatever he does, have it. And I don't know what changes are going to happen. I don't care. The fucked up part about it is John Cusack is a very serious, opinionated um, person when it comes to politics and everything. He hates Donald Trump more than I do. And that's like deep hate. Hates him more than fucking Michael Rapport probably. But he loves sports and there's a lot of things about Cusack that I love and whatever. He hates Elon. I don't hate Elon. 
never did hate him. I don't think he's the greatest thing in the world at all either. There's some shit that he says for someone that is net worth is funny to me. But at the end of the day, like, you know, when people meet me, they think I'm a different way. And um, when I put my myself in a situation like, let's say half the NBA or half the NFL, right? They make less money than I do or, or they've made less than I have in my life. I've just been good at saving, okay? When we interact with each other, you know, I'm excited to meet some people sometimes. They're Seahawk, whatever the fuck it may be. People are excited to meet me. I never understood why. A normal person on the street who works for a bank or something comes and meets me and sees me, oh shit, he's in Wingstop eating. Like, no shit. I try to be as normal as I can. Not someone like Elon, I definitely think, you know, it's probably a lot tougher. Not just because people don't understand the difference between a billionaire and someone who has 100 million or 300 million or whatever. If you got $10,000 every single day since the Egyptians were around, that's thousands of years ago. Every single day, number $10,000 every single day, 365 days a year for thousands of years, you still wouldn't have a fraction of what Elon Musk has. Just to give you an idea how much money that man has. And people say, well, you know, money's not a big deal. I'm just like, look, when you get to a certain level of wealth, and I've talked about this, you know, I don't give a fuck anymore at that point. You know, I can have a conversation with anybody. I don't care who you are. You could be Madonna, you could be John, you could be Dr. Dre, you could be anyone I never met before. Cool. Because there's nothing you can't do that I can't do. So, all right, let's cut the bullshit. You want to talk? What can we talk about? So if you want to talk about the space program, I don't really have any interest in going to space anymore. I don't have any interest in, you know, thermonuclear energy. I don't have really a lot of interest in any of that. You want to talk about Twitter and some other shit and having an edit button? Man, I'm all for it. You want to talk about some memes and some other goofy shit? I'm for it, you know. But seems like, a, you know, a funny dude. Uh, I do know more about Elon than I'd care to share on here because um, it just wouldn't benefit me at all whatsoever. But he tweeted out some wild shit last night. He said, my next thing I'm going to buy is Coca-Cola. And then I'm going to put cocaine back in Coca-Cola like they used to back in the day. That wasn't the exact verbatim that he said, but that was exactly the gist of the things that he said. And it's crazy because back in the day, there was cocaine in the original formula of Coke. And the reason why Coca-Cola has never trademarked their formula is because in order to trademark your formula, they have to put the exact ingredients of how they make their secret Coca-Cola shit. So anyways, crazy he said that, you know, you think Mexican Coke is good. That OG Coke, I, I, once in a while you'll catch it, you know, maybe in Europe here and there and there's different tastes and just you have to get it at the right time from the right pour. Um, I've been to the, the Coke factory before in downtown LA. It's fucking incredible. But Elon Musk does own Twitter. Truth Social, it's the stupidest fucking name in the world. I agree, he said that, uh, was the number one app on Apple and Droid store and um the reason being was because you know people are you know feeling like twitter's censoring themselves right it's like i'm not going to fucking create an account on fucking truth social that's for damn sure but the crazy thing is it dropped off like 16 percent yesterday twitter still is the greatest fucking social media app and it's a trip just you know going on there and you see other people tweet i mean donald trump jr is very active on there he tweeted something out that I put on my timeline. And it was some dude named Matt Walsh, who I've never heard of, don't know anything about the dude or nothing. And he's on the Dr. Phil show and he's arguing with another person about 
gender identity and gender fact and pronouns and things like that. And, you know, you identifying as a woman um, and you're not a woman doesn't mean that we have to accept and, you know, you don't get pronouns because of that. You know, I could call myself handsome and, and fabulous. And that doesn't mean you have to, you know, call me that. That doesn't mean that. And he was breaking some shit down. He was saying, you know, um, just because I identify as a tomato don't mean, there was some whole other shit. If you go to my Twitter timeline, I don't want Miles to play the clip here. It's fine. But it caused a lot of start, it stirred up a lot of shit. And I, and I wanted it to. Because I want people to be a little bit more cautious about what's going on with the Olympics and things like that. And it gets to be a dangerous thing. People could attack me and be upset about anything. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what you call yourself. You want to do this here and there. I just don't need you to bring me in your shit and you want to fight about something. Look, dude, cool. You know, when I was broke, I wanted a Rolls Royce. I didn't go march down the street because of it. And someone says, oh, this is more important. This is different things. If you really ask a child, what is a girl? What is a boy? They're going to ask, you know, they're, they're going to answer these. People are trying to make up some fucking different shit. I just seen some crazy shit pull up. Someone's like, yo, actually the first living oldest bones found in, in the world was actually a non-binary. Like, dog, shut the fuck up. All right. Because we could talk about religion too and go there. You know, if you haven't seen religious, right? All I'm saying is if you are a dude, you know, and you're a transgender and you get arrested for doing some crimes, you know, 90 9.999% of the time, you're going to get thrown into the county jail. And they have a section for that stuff and everything. But I'm just saying, it's just getting crazy right now. And it's like, people are probably like, what is Ben saying? All I'm saying is, I'm not saying stay woke. I'm saying, treat people how they treat you. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, Muslim, okay? If you're a Q, that could be a problem. If you spit nothing but conspiracy theories, definitely something is mentally wrong with you. But as far as normal human beings, I don't care if you're black, yellow, green, orange. I don't care if you're from Haiti. I don't care if you're from India. I don't care where the fuck you're from. What I care about is how you behave, how you act, how you treat people, how you treat me, how you interact with me. That's all that matters to me. Not about how much money and anything else. I mean, if you are not an intelligent person, you know, the shorter the conversations will be and the shorter and the tougher the chances are that we will continue conversations. But that's something I had to say. I just really wanted to get that in and get that out there. That was kind of a heavy intro to a podcast, but it was something I really, really wanted to discuss with you guys here. Uh, aka the btb army so yeah you already hear the music you know the deal um we're gonna get into some commercials yeah your boy's still feeling a little bit under the weather but yeah miles i appreciate the music starting early and uh we'll be right back after these commercials y'all btb army i have told you before and i will tell you again you need to have your money working for you you could have your dollars tied up in all types of investments, but if you are a sports fan, and especially if you are a sports gambler, you need to be rolling with us at Captain Picks. Honestly, we make it so easy for you that you don't need to do anything. You don't even need to know anything about sports to win on the daily, and that's no cap. Our expert captains lead our community 
of winners every single day in sports all around the world. Why are we the best? Because we care. We care about your winnings. We care about your time. We care about dominating and making it fun. Make friends and stack wins. No community in the industry is more knowledgeable. At CaptainPicks.com, we have experts making picks in NBA and NHL playoffs, worldwide soccer leagues, NFL football, MLB parlays, live stats, UFC, even rugby, and a lot more. Make money while you work. Make money while you sleep. I've been a sports gambler for decades, and our captains have been at this for decades as well. Just because sports gambling is suddenly legal all over the United States and around the world does not mean that we aren't new to this. We are true to this. Okay, don't never forget that. Join us today on the daily, weekly, or monthly packages. If you get the secure recurring subscriptions, there are savings available. Watch your bankroll go up. If you need to start slow, get the daily or weekly with promo code CASHIT. C-A-S-H-I-T for the buy one, get one free daily or weekly. CaptainPicks.com. Break your bookie's bankroll. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash baller, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash baller right now. Shopify.com slash baller. Guys, as I mentioned, um, I got my private event this week at the Bape Store this weekend. Um, you know, I'm dropping jewelry. I have had a lot of just communication issues with the parent company and Bathing Ape, and it's been a headache. I'm going to figure out if I'm going to continue, if we're going to even do a New York release, and if we're going to do, because I literally came to seconds to where I said, yo, you know what? Fuck this drop. I'm not even tripping. I just got too much other shit going on for me to fucking deal with this bullshit. But as of right now, you know, it's on. Um, it is a honor. It's a milestone. It, it's a win for Asians. It's a win for people, you know, that came up in LA. Some, you know, punk ass kid from Koreatown, Los Angeles. Um, someone from, you know, from the culture, someone from the, the sneaker community, whatever it may be, that there is a bathing ape 
t-shirt with my designs on there and my name on it. So, you know, it's a win for the homies. And uh, the main event, the meet and greet event at the Bape store in Los Angeles on Melrose, the corner on Melrose and Robertson right there in West Hollywood, is going to be May 7th. I will have more details. I believe it's like 11 or 12, probably like two or three hours. I'm going to show up. This will be my biggest LA event. You know, I've had a couple meet and greets for my cannabis line. This is a whole different thing. This is Bape. This is something affordable. Um, the jewelry necessarily is not, sorry, the jewelry is pretty much going to be sold out. There will be a private offering this weekend, and I invited, you know, a handful of people, not a whole lot, and then, you know, whatever bait VIPs they got. And then on May 7th, you know, I'm going to bring Mike Trout cards, you know, merch, autographs, whatever, all kinds of stuff. I'm going to give away some stuff. I didn't give away some jewelry. haven't figured it out yet. I've already given away so much fucking shit this year that I've realized that it's, 10 times more than I've ever given, and it's more than I've actually made, even though it's, you know, I, I just wasn't paying attention. But it's all good. You know, if it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I'm a giving person. I'm very generous. So yeah, the meet and greet will be May 7th. It'll be definitely afternoon, early, very early afternoon. And I'm excited to see you guys. It's a Saturday. And um, what are we, like uh, eight, nine days away? Nine days away from the 7th? I'm, I'm excited. Excited to meet you guys. If you're from the B2B Army, then you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll make sure you guys get some of those limited edition stickers that they're trying to sell for fucking $10, $20. But uh, yeah, next Saturday is the big event and uh, hope to see you there. Now, Canelo got into a war of words with Usman and I'm just so fucking tired of boxers calling out MMA people, MMA fighters calling out boxers. And it's always been the boxers calling out the MMA guys, whether they be retired, whether they be whatever, maybe they're not strikers, you know, and then they end up fighting in a boxing ring and every time so far, the MMA guys lost. But the boxer never wanted to go into the octagon. Floyd never went into the octagon. Jake Paul hasn't gone into the octagon. And it's like, I know damn sure Canelo's not going to a fucking octagon. Now, I'm not a big fan of Canelo, but he's a good boxer. He's strong, right? And I don't know who's going to fucking beat him. And I can't wait to see somebody beat him because, you know, I'm just not a big fan of dude. But they're talking all that shit. And I've never seen Usman fight, especially not in a boxing ring, right? So, you know, chances are he'd win. But I'd love to see Canelo fight him in an octagon. I think he would fuck Canelo the fuck up. And that's not saying a whole lot because I think that there are dudes out there that, you know, could manipulate and learn depending on you know what they were cuz you know mixed martial arts it really is a whole different thing but boxing a more disciplined you know situation you can't kick you can't do certain things it's a it's a whole different level but everything's just starting to get on my fucking nerves lately i just like man dude motherfucker shut the fuck up and fight like the situation was 69 trying to fight this other dude i never heard of and and that's not a disrespect to the dude cuz i don't pay attention to what's going on in music but like benzino is fighting fucking um the fuck's a dude name from fucking Backstreet Boys or his brother or some shit, crackhead motherfucker. It's like, dog, stop. Um, today is the NFL draft. I wish I was more fluent and up on it. There have been years where I've been super glued to the TV, checking out the draft and shit. And I, I, you know, NFL being my favorite sport almost, I should know, right? But for some reason, I'm just not attracted to the draft this year. There's nothing like, after watching so many drafts, and it's like each year you got like what, you know, 2%, uh, and that's a raw number, but um, 
you know, back in the day, you'd get these drafts and, you know, you'd get a star out of there and there'd be some people. There'd be, you know, some people would pan out, some people wouldn't. But it's like, how many fucking rounds are there now in the NFL draft? It's like insane. And you could find a gem in the fifth round, the seventh round, fourth round, right? It doesn't mean it, but I'm saying like in general, it's like shit just doesn't pan out. And sometimes it's not even, in basketball, I feel like some people get their chance. In football, it's 10 times harder. In basketball, there's 12 guys. It's 15 on the roster, right? These guys have a better chance of meeting the GM, having a better conversation with the head coach. Football. You got 60 dudes. You know, you got fucking special teams. You got this. These motherfuckers don't have, some of these dudes don't got chance, even if you're a starter. They don't get to have that conversation that Tom Brady has with fucking Arian and all that other shit. So it's just like a, it's just, I don't know, just the football shit just, I'm not crazy about it. But the funny thing is, I follow the NBA draft. So it's just kind of, I don't know, I'm contradicting myself. Yesterday was voluntary camp for veterans and Russell Wilson suited up for the first time in that Denver Broncos uniform and then, uh, Made me a little sick, you know, wanted to vomit a little bit. And they're showing him. And some people are like, yo, man, well, too bad he can't do it in real life. And I'm like, well, we haven't seen that yet. Because the Denver Broncos have a way better offensive line than we did. And that motherfucker was throwing darts, dog. He was throwing motherfucking dots. Like, you know, he looked like he's a little bit overweight, slightly maybe. But please believe, you know, that shit's going to be, he's going to be vicious. And again, let me... You know, reiterate for anybody who's a Seahawks fan here or if you're a Denver Broncos fan, we play against Denver at Lumen Field this year, okay? In the last 10 years, in the last 10 seasons, in CenturyLink Lumen Field's history, this will be the biggest game, even over playoff games. This is going to be probably the biggest game in the stadium's history. And I don't think the 12s are going to boo Russell but I hope we beat the fuck out of Denver. It ain't going to be an easy... I'm looking forward to our team this year. I had a good talk with Quandre. He starts doing cuts. You know, he's starting to run a little bit. He's not going to uh, participate in OTAs. He is going to participate in camp. And that's right when, you know, right when camp starts. He'll right, right be good. Should be 100%. I'm excited. Jamal's back. I think we got a good squad. I'm going to get um, Mike Dugar and Christopher Kidd on the show so we can talk about some Seahawks shit. Uh, for those of you, well, I'm going to get into, you know, other stuff. And obviously, you know, the Debo thing that I was talking about is obviously right. And I'll eventually get him back on the show, but he definitely ain't going to be a Niner. And I still got no problem with that. I still fuck with dude. DK Metcalf is on ice. He's been on hold. I want to get him when we do video, but I can't wait for the fucking NFL season to start. Like that's more than anything. It's crazy. My agent, Matt, is at from XL. Most of the agents from XL are in Vegas for the draft. And I was driving to my store yesterday and there was a fucking active shooter inside the office building where my agency is. So that was fucking crazy. My agent happened to be in Vegas, but it was just nuts. My other agent, um, Andrew Kipper, he was there. And he's like, yo, this is fucking nuts. He's posting video of it. It's just just nuts. Um, NBA playoffs, man, was I wrong about fucking um, Philadelphia and Toronto. Still think Philly is going to, you know, come out victorious. I don't think they're giving that up. The Phoenix... Pelican situation. I was not watching any of the Phoenix games. Did not know Booker was injured. And that's a big deal because he is their best fucking player on the team, right? But it is time now for Chris Paul to step up and um, tell you the truth. I'd love to see the Pelicans fucking defeat Phoenix. Fuck Phoenix. You know, they were the favorites and they were looking like the best team in the NBA. But, you know, 
shit happens and fuck them. Too bad. Sucks, right? I don't give a fuck. Why the fuck would I care about the fucking Phoenix Suns? Um, I think Dallas is going to fucking pull it off. Not worried about that. Golden State got the W last night. Man, Denver had it. They had it. They let it go. It was fucking pretty embarrassing. Boogie Cousins, of all people, came out and was balling last night. It was kind of crazy. Memphis and Minnesota, call me crazy. I think this motherfucker goes seven. And if Memphis wins, I think Memphis is going to give Golden State a fucking hard fucking time. And if Minnesota wins, I think Minnesota's going to give Golden State. I don't know if Golden State goes to the finals or to the Western finals at least, right? Miami tapped that ass. They're in there. Uh, they're going to face fucking Philly to Toronto. They face Toronto. They're going to fucking whoop Toronto the fuck up. I just don't think that's going to happen. They face Philly. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a dog fight. You know, Milwaukee and Boston now. Uh, that's going to be a dog fight. I like Boston. Again, guys, captain's picks knows what time it is. We're doing our thing. And uh, yeah, definitely, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the captain's picks, make sure you go to captainspicks.com and uh, join. That shit is making people money. That is the key. And we keep it transparent. We're not here doing some fucking Vegas Day bullshit. We are out here keeping them 100 always. Not even 97, not 91, not 98. We're keeping it 100 when motherfuckers are having a hard time keeping it 45. All right. As far as uh, movies, entertainment, shit like that, I haven't had time to watch shit. But I did finish. Um, I watched Jackass forever. It was cool. It was good to see my boy Jasper from Odd Future, from Tyler's camp. You know, uh, Tyler was in there. It's pretty dope to see all the whole homies and stuff. And um, it was good. It was definitely, you know, the most gay uh, they've gone as far as like pushing that fucking envelope. But it was cool. It, it sucked to not see Bam. You know, they gave Ryan Dunn a shout out, which is kind of crazy because that's like Ryan, you know, that was his right-hand man, his best friend. It's, sucks that shit didn't work out. It, it was cool. I don't think it was their best one, even though it got the highest ratings. It was it was cool. It was um I think they've exhausted every fucking jackass trick you could do. Now, started watching this new um documentary because I'm I'm just obsessed with Jeffrey Epstein. I've already talked about this. I don't know what it is. The fact that this dude is was able to, you know, it came from his dad was like a janitor, his mom was whatever, a teacher, and he was able to finesse his way to becoming a billionaire. Not even necessarily was smart for sure, but he's able to bullshit himself and then end up being a teacher somewhere. And then end up being a fucking broker at Bear Stearns. And from there, you know, managing one of the richest, you know, what's his name? Wexler's money, who owns Victoria's Secret, then ends up finessing, you know, the biggest real estate residential house in New York City. And then just an island and all this crazy shit and all this scumbag piece of shit activity he was doing, fucking 14-year-olds and 17-year-olds and, you know, I mean, human trafficking and all this shit. And Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive. All that shit's going on. So there's a four-part documentary series. I think I've listened to every podcast. I've watched every fucking show on this. And this is like the last one. And it was disappointing. There was like, they, they just dragged out four hours, right? There was like maybe like 30 minutes out of four hours I didn't know about. So don't waste your time. And then Paramount Channel, not worth it. I'm about to cancel the free trial. But... This Steven Stainer, I don't even know that, I'm pretty sure that's Stainor, S-T-A-Y-N-O-R, that documentary is going to fucking raise hairs on your neck, on your arms and everything. That's on Hulu. Definitely check that out. Guys, man, I just hope you guys have a great weekend. I have been under a lot of stress. And uh, it is therapeutic talking to you guys. And it is therapeutic um, hearing positive remarks, you know, 
appreciate all you guys. Oh, by the way, I got to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to the Playgroup. Playgroup is a company that owns Dave & Buster's. An enormous shout out to Dave & Buster's Corporation and an even bigger shout out to my dog, Popeye. Um, I just received the first ever Dave & Buster's black card. That is their VIP, the ultimate level black card membership. It is their elite power card. It is unlimited play, meaning I can go to any Dave & Buster's that exists in the United States of America and play for free any game, tickets, whatever, boom. I want to go get a dinner with some friends, boom. I go there, show the black card, they run it. Dinner's on there. Everything you could think of, that's all handled. Uh, food, drinks, all that shit. They know I'm not going to abuse it, but I do go a lot. I rep harder than anybody in the world. You know, I'm at Dan Buster's a couple days a week. Um, and I frequent 10 different locations across the country. So you never know. You might see me at a DMB. Got to give a shout out to that whole Dan Buster's, you know, family. I really appreciate that card. It's fucking everything. It's fucking amazing. Thank you guys. And again, have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. I don't know where you guys are in the world. In LA, the weather's pretty good. I got birthday parties all weekend with the kids. I got my fucking vape event. Got all this other shit. But never forget, you have to make it a great day, guys. Bottom line, period. All right. I know that the intro of the show was heavy, but, you know, we eased up. And um, um, we got some interviews coming up and all that. Just wanted to say again, I do appreciate everyone who subscribes to the show. Do me a favor. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this show. And uh, much love again to Legal Cartel. You know, much love to Lakey Lake. Much love to the Dust Brothers. And much love to the BTB Army. We're out of here, y'all. Yo, Lakey, take us to the crib. Mm-hmm.